0: Well, great. How you doing, OK. Did some research on you, and I found that you are doing some amazing strides in the technology and IT field. Can you elaborate on some of the, you know, some of the successes that you have so far?
1: Yeah. Um, obviously, I started as a IT entrepreneur, and then uh, I diversified into uh, other areas lately into films, music, fashions, and wellness. Um, so that's what I've been doing. So far, is good. I mean, I keep uh, keep pushing the envelope every single day and with every business. And whatever I learn in one business, I apply into other business in another, another industry and keep it going.
0: So I know Ernest and Young in two thousand twelve named you Entrepreneur of the Year. Or and then also you've had a business that you've taken into the seven figure range and have over seven hundred employees. Is it how you pronounce the name of it? Is it Kaiba? Akiba? Kaiba. You got it. The first one. What you said is correct. Yeah. So how did you? Okay, first of all, Kaiba is such an eclectic name. How did you come up with Kaiba?
1: <laughs> there is a story to a story. Uh, the actual name was given by my son uh, when he was young, when I started. So uh, so one day uh, I was trying to come up with a new name and branding for the company. So, you know, I was not happy with the names that was given to me by the marketing company. Uh, so one day I go home, I ask him, hey, Ash, can you throw me some names? So he threw this name at me, which is Kaiba. Which is really a character from a, a Japanese trading a game called Yu-Gi-Oh. Back in the days, so I don't know if you played Pokemon. It's much like Pokemon. Oh wow, that's interesting.
0: And so that's how that—that's how the name came about. Oh, nice. Like loosely based off of that anime world, that that manga, 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 manga. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so then I and also noticed that you have some some ties to Detroit, Michigan, which I do as well. I'm originally from Detroit, and I see that you've done some things around. And near Wayne State University, Um, and you've been doing some things in the city, you know, in general. Can you tell me what makes Michigan or the Moto City so special to you?
1: Yeah, so passion for uh, cars brought me here uh, to Detroit, and so since then I've been here, and uh, you know, so, so I want, I've been here for more than 30 years, so I really wanted to truly give back to the society, and so, and then especially, you know, I chose this place because this is almost, this is my home, and so I'm giving back in many ways and some of them are in the entrepreneurship landscape some of them are in films uh some of them in really on the education side uh so wherever i could uh you know
0: try to give back nice and speaking of giving back you've also made some uh some announcements recently and you've been put like you said before and you stated before you've been pushing yourself into the world of entertainment and film so coming from the tech space and now you're in the film space what made you want to make that I guess make the uh, in inter- interweave those two? You know, I mean, life is so short if, and you have only one life. So
1: we all want to do, you know, there is something you can do for money, something you do for your passion, your soul, your spirit. Uh, and right now at this point in life, I'm doing something for my spirit, which is really getting into this creative space. And, uh, like I said earlier to take the lessons learned, uh, from, uh, from you know another line of business which is IT and applying into different areas, and I'm trying to make make some make some difference in those marketplaces. I didn't get your name. Uh, what, what? Oh, you,
0: you, is Vaughn
1: Vaughn? Okay, Vaughn. Yes. Vaughn, Vaughn,
0: And you are with the, How did you come up with 360? Yes, I'm with Vaughn, and Vaughn, one of the founders and the president of 360. Okay, gotcha. So that's awesome. So part of your passion was to do things in the whole entertainment space. Have you had any other ties with entertainment before you started on no. this project? We're going to discuss. Oh, wow. No, so no. this this new project that you have right now, it's kind of, it's, a, it's an awesome project. It sounds like it's going to be really cool. It has like a, a rapper involved with it, Young Jeezy. And then the guy from Stump the Yard and comedian Brandon T. Jackson um, for this new this new uh, big film that you have coming out theatrical release called Trap City. Can you tell us or elaborate more about Trap City and what made you want to come out the gate swinging with this one? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, it's uh, all—it's all uh, you know. It it
1: was not planned for. It was more like an accident. You know, I have nothing to do with Trap. You know, you me, me and Trap are (laughs) night and day, sun and moon. I have no idea. And uh, so you know, because you know, since you're from Detroit, I want to be saying that you know, you, you know, Brandon T. Uh, Brandon T. Jackson is also from Detroit, and so, and so that's how I, I got involved. And Brandon said, "Hey, tell you got to get involved in this." I said, "What is this?" Uh, then he said, Trap City. what's going on?" <laughs> you know, so that's how I got involved, and the one thing led to another, and with my curiosity of trying to understand what this is. One thing led to another before I know, I mean, I'm into a full-blown movie, uh, getting into the trap culture and all that. And and I was learning everything along the way. So it's it's really, uh, it's really one at the end of the day, it's all about curiosity. What is this? What is this trap culture? What is this rapper culture? What do they actually do? Why do they do this? I've never understood that. So it's just that it kept going and going and going. And and now I think I can call myself, you know, I don't want to call myself a trap expert, but I, I am fully embedded into it. You know what I mean? without even knowing, without even wanting
0: to get inside. So what's, what does trap mean to you now? I mean, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Cause, cause what, is the, what did trap mean to you before checking on the project? And what does it mean now? that Yeah, you know I mean,
1: before I, I, I only understood is, oh, you, you are getting trapped. Okay. It could be a mental trap. It could be a psych, you know, it could be any trap. I mean, you know, it could be even a trap to catch a rat, you know, that could be a mouse. (laughs) That's also a trap. Right. But now, you know, trap culture, you know, trap city is really Atlanta, right? It's really, that's really the name of Atlanta. It's, it's, you know, it's really drugs. I mean, it's really selling drugs. I mean, basically. uh, And, uh, you know, but then what I try to do from this is that, uh, you know, the lessons I learned is that, you know, anybody could be in a trap, You know, you could be in a trap because of societal conditioning. You know, so I'm thinking, you know, from at least after doing this movie, I'm thinking this should send some inspirational message to people how to get out of the trap, right? You know, so you could be, you know, due to your environment, due to the society, uh, due to the economics, sometimes could be even psychological, you know, how do we... Uh, get out of the trap and really get on with your life. And so to me, uh, I took this more like an inspirational, spiritual awakening, if you will, understanding what's really happening. That is my takeaway in getting involved with uh, with Trap City. Going in, I didn't know that. Once I got in, I understood uh, why different, you know, parts of the society are trapped and other parts are not trapped. What makes them get trapped? And then what would be the solution to get out of them trap? You know, like, for example, you know, education is an important tool, to get people out of the, of the trap. And having, uh, you know, a role model in their family, in, especially with the kids, it really helps them get out of the trap that they are in. So they don't have to follow the same model of life. And so how do we put them into the society? And then just because you sold drugs at one point, of your life, you doesn't mean that you have to keep doing that. And there is a way to do that. And, and in, the, in, the, in the movie, I think the main character does that. He's not, uh, you know, I mean, in, in a way that he's choosing, is in, in, uh, the end result is that he's choosing fatherhood, is, is going into the right side of the law, And become a responsible citizen, getting away from the trap is really what uh, I, me as a person, as a filmmaker, and as the audience, I think uh, if they take away that message, I think the movie would have done its job.
0: And this movie is gonna have a release, I I believe quarter one in two thousand three. So the first yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. What do you feel like is gonna fall into like maybe March or more? So it could be no, late.
1: I, I think if we will be done very soon. Then we're gonna turn them out to the distributors, and depending on when they wanted to do it, what is the right time to do it, is just gonna go out in that way. Yeah. I'm thinking. I think we're going to they're going to set the time for probably Q1
0: 2023. Nice. So Brandon T. Jackson, a fellow native Detroiter, uh, he basically spoke to you and said, you got to do you got to do something in this space. And and then uh, and also Brandon had a great role in Robout. He was in that movie with, uh, with Little Bow Wow. He's a really good actor. Yeah, um, he, is. he is. Yeah. So in this movie, is it safe to say he's going to be the lead actor in this movie? Yes, or he's one
1: of he is the lead actor. Yeah, he is the uh, lead actor in the movie.
0: And so with him being the protagonist or antagonist, can you walk us through, oh, did Brandon actually, I think, I guess he come up with the concept of the script or did he present you with the ideal about the script? I, I, I think that, you know, originally uh, he didn't, I mean, like he
1: wasn't, he was partly responsible. Yeah. And so, and, and is the movie based in Atlanta
0: since you mentioned Trap City in Atlanta? Is it? Yeah, so so the movie was shot in Nashville and Atlanta. Oh, wow. So you guys shot some of the, the scenes in Nashville too. Yes, yes. What do you think about that city since you visited? What's what's your comeback from the city? Which city? Which one are you? Nashville. 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 Yeah, I mean, it's cool.
1: Uh, I think the, it's a music city, especially in the downtown with a lot of, uh, you know, activity people go. You know, I, I see a lot of life over there, uh, in at least in Nashville, but other parts of, uh, you know, Tennessee, I don't want to, I don't want the Tennessee people to come after me. It's not that, uh, it's not that lively. <laughs> Uh, but i i enjoy the downtown nashville which is a lot of life and you know if you've been there you would know in the night scene is amazing the music scene is good the food scene is good yeah Yeah. but if you go away from nashville uh you know you are in uh, some country i don't know (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, Nashville is very interesting um, The nightlife is unparalleled City wineries downtown The Army Hotel, the Country Music Hall of Fame It's a lot of things Oh, the food is phenomenal down yes. there yes. The food, the food, the food, food And they do have a lot of, I think, Kings of Lion. Kings of Leon, they have a cool um, festival for beer and wine in the summer times. So it's always something to do. But once you get out of Nashville, some parts of Tennessee are very interesting. I know my family, my father and my grandfather, um, may their souls rest in peace. They um, had ties in Tennessee as well, but I think it was more so with um, Memphis area. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, oh, in Knoxville, in Knoxville. So Knoxville, I know Tennessee yeah. yeah, Tennessee has some very interesting strides in May in general. But yeah, once you get out of the outskirts of Nashville, it gets a little interesting, to say the least. So I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you noticed
1: that. One, you're trying to be very diplomatic and politically correct. I seem to be very blunt. Being a magazine owner, you got to do that. <laughs> I, I said I, thought, I know there are a lot of wills in Tennessee, but I ain't seen a lot of them in the action. Okay. It's only in the name.
0: <laughs> so now you're in this space, and now you you um you're entering the world of entertainment. What do you see yourself doing next after this? I'm sure this this film is gonna have a successful launch because a lot of people are fans of Brandon T. And Brandon has um he's had he hasn't had like a, a big project like this in a while. So I'm sure that's gonna bring a lot of people to support this film. In addition to the storyline and the fact that yourself, you know, you're entering this world of entertainment, you probably have your little you know have your your support system. But what's next after this? are you going to do anything anything uh, with yeah. the metaverse yeah i'm i'm looking at the metaverse and uh, nfts and all
1: that i think that's really the the the, the lay of the land and then also i'm going to c- go after some you know much bigger uh, budgets you know collaborating with the studios etc so i'm going to graduate out of this one you know you know uh, you know from uh, from where i am today after the release of this film i'm i'm going to look at some major movies coming up in uh, 2023 4 and 5 and beyond And that's really where this is more like cutting my
0: teeth into this uh into the business and where what types of genres will these other films or these other entertainment projects be in
1: uh i mean you know it's i'm more you know, more about looking at the story and uh, does it make sense, you know, it's from a story-wise, financially, market-wise, and then I make those kind of decisions. I'm not married to any any particular genre, to be, uh, to be honest with you. But if I were to say this, this will have some, you know, uh, different elements, like it's almost like a thriller, let's say for the genre at a high level, this is almost like a thriller.
0: And then over the past couple of years, I've noticed a huge trend in the market for IT and just technology in general in that space has been really, really a lot of people, brown people um, have been taking over that space. One of our first encounters was uh, working with the with a company called Maxer, which is, they do a lot of, they do a lot of apps for, uh you know, magazines, books, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're based out of India. And I noticed, I was like, whoa. So this country that they say was dilapidated, which I knew was the furthest from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so i like, what? So um yeah. And then I was like, whoa. And then that was my first touch point in that world of having, you know, just seeing the Indian population and how they're really into the tech space. And then I noticed a lot of college kids and interns were in our, you know, Program for some of the top schools around the country would come from, you know, India. And I started learning about Punjabi and Cindy and Jane and, you know, all the different. Yeah. uh, Pretty much Indian. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! wow. <laughs> so um, some of our interns have translated and trans- or actually transcended it onto becoming um, editors for us. So it's been really cool. It's been a great world. I'm glad I've open enough to work with so many different types of students. But the great thing is, with India, is such a big powerhouse when it comes to technology. And can you explain to people like how huge it is in India right now? Because there's some amazing serial entrepreneurs and visionaries in the IT space in India that are really making some moves, like yourself. You're one of millions, billions of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, uh, you know, I think um, I think the education, you know, in, in, at
1: a very t- 30,000 feet level, the Indians drill education, education, education into the heads of the kids at a very, very young age. one. All right. You know, so, so all they know is education, nothing else. and so when you keep doing it over and over repeatedly into their head what are they going to do then after that in high school they send the coding coding it what are you going to get i mean you're going to you're going to reap what you sow and that's what the indians are sowing into the young minds and all of a sudden with a you know, country over 1.4 billion people, you end up producing a lot of people in the IT space. But you know, other, pop- other countries, they all want to do the cool thing, the swag thing, and not paying attention to science, technology, engineering, and math in the numbers that you need to, although there are, but not quite the numbers you see in India. So as a result of which, you're going to see that uh, the effect of that mindset in the IT profession And that is why you have uh, Satya Nadella running Microsoft, Sundar Pichai running Google, and we have the Twitter. I mean, you already know these are major, major companies (laughs) run by these guys. So so there is something to it, right? This is not like an accident. So so major tech companies are seeming to be run by the Indian guys, uh, people of Indian origin, I should say. And uh, I think if I were to do a root cause analysis, being an engineer that I am at Chrysler, and the root cause goes back to the societal conditioning of,
0: you know, putting education into the minds of the people. Wow. That's so interesting you say that because I've always felt the same way. And there's studies that show when kids don't feed their brain, so to speak, you know, their mind starts to wonder, especially in inner cities when there's no outlet for- um, You know, like exercising your brain, getting out, having fun. Like, there's no parks. Like in, in the New York area, there's a you know, there's no parks for kids to play basketball, to play football, to play soccer. I mean, we live in a world when so many people are in celebration of the World Cup, but then when you go to so many these different parks, there's no like, there's no goalies. There's like what? Like the world has spoken the world cup is pretty much the biggest stable, you know for uh, athletics but there's no parks that have that so it's kind of like america the backdrop is still in my opinion not quite resembling what's going on in the world and yes. India it seems like there's just you know Absolutely. education 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 and not to mention bollywood bollywood is a as a is a from what i'm understanding is it's been grossing more money than hollywood at some points
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think, you know, we sometimes, you know, we we were, you know, leading the world, but I think now it's become a global economy. Everything is, uh, you know, ever after the internet, a lot of things have been shattered. And I think uh, we have to wake up to those moments. We have not woken up to those moments. We are still thinking that dinosaurs are roaming around. And, uh, you know, (laughs) so I think uh, your point is well taken, Juan. I think we need to wake up and we have to reset ourselves, and then prepare the kids, especially the inner kids for the new economy and uh, with a new way of doing things. So that way they are prepared to, because everything is global. It's not like we even though we live in the U.S., but what happens in India and China affects what we do.
0: Particularly when like two-thirds of the world lives there. Yes. (laughs) A lot of people realize that until you go to any place near or close to asia or inside of asia you start to notice like whoa like when i went to jakarta and everyone went to Gongdong and i can barely pronounce some of these these chinese uh, places but when you go to these places they're congested they're uh you already know they're deep they're thick in people so it's like whoa it's like you see like yeah, i mean literally you can get everything at your whims and beck and call and in, in a myriad of seconds because everything is in a one block radius like you didn't yeah. even have to you know so it's like America is finally starting to I guess with some investments from China some of the downtown areas in New York and Chicago and LA they're starting to mimic the you know you live work and shop in your same little yeah yeah. yeah and so now more of us are buying these e-bikes and we're like I don't I don't have to have a car because I'm not going that far anymore. I'm just going around the corner or going downstairs to get, my, to get my wine or get my my dry cleaning. So things have changed tremendously. Have you been investing or have you thought about, are you in the works of doing anything to support some of the global youth going through this, um, this global economy and this global culture that we're um, transitioning into?
1: No, I think, uh, you know, I was involved in a lot of incubators, one, uh, you know, when I was, uh, you know, part of the, the entrepreneurial things that I was doing yeah, so I do uh, support those initiatives because you got to, you know, if half your time is spent in driving around and and going there and and losing a lot of time, money and energy, and then, you know, ultimately all you're trying to have is a good living and good education and making some, you know, make your livelihood, why are we messing around and wasting time in all that? And what do you gain by doing that? And so we have to look, you know, back in the days, all this were set up where people can buy more cars it was set up to buy more cars so we lack the public transportation we it was designed that way but in the economy that we live in people need uh, you know uh, social connectedness and the way you do that by having these communities and and so yeah so i'm involved in i was involved but you know I'm not a billionaire, so I don't have billions of dollars to create these kind of things. But if an
0: opportunity comes, I would participate in that. Yeah, I can see you doing something like an, um, a lot of people doing smart cities or smart villages. Yes. Um, um, yeah, incubator spaces are great. I feel like they incubator spaces are they remind me of VCs a little bit because they can be a little scary because sometimes they're controlled by VCs or venture capitalists where they're kind of like I feel like they I feel like some of the incubators, unlike I don't know about yours, but I'm sure I'm sure you've known. <laughs> In the past, some incubators have some major companies behind them and they're like, you know, with listening in on what's going on with those smaller companies, come up with those innovations. And they kind of take those innovations on to those bigger companies or they create a smaller department within a big company. I've seen a lot of that happening with Google Express, which didn't yes, really yes, work out. Yes, yeah, yes, Google Express yes. didn't work out at all. Um, so I feel like this: the villages or the tiny cities or tiny homes, a tiny smart city would be great because it would be a great area for young people to have um, a support system, an ecosystem where they can have um, each other in place to help each other. So hopefully, you know, I'm sure some of your plans will include that as well as the incubators space. Incubator going to be a little, um, like I said before, a little interesting or a little um, scary for some of the, 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 uh, some of the younger entrepreneurs and enterprisers because their ideas are often taken away from those spaces. So I know a lot of people are kind of, you know, shying away from those, but I feel like with you. Accelerators, somewhere, you know, your idea get accelerated. I mean, that's about it. I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. So with you, that's great. So now you have all, so, okay, real fast, your NFTs, what types of NFTs are you going to be looking into supporting? No, I mean, you know, something in the music,
1: you know, I'm looking into it. I've not, spent any much time on it, but those are the things that I'm looking at. Since he asked me what are some other Forward-looking initiatives I'm going to work on would, would be in that, yeah.
0: Yeah, and the NFTs in the uh, the music space, there's a, those are pretty interesting because all, yeah. The publishing, the publishing, uh, like uh-huh. yeah, metaverse, so, especially you know we can
1: have you know uh, performances and people buying the real estate in there, adver-
0: you know all kinds of things happen over there, yeah. Mm. And so, is there anything else you want to mention that we didn't touch on today, or that you wanted to talk about or speak to? Well, I why do you want
1: to interview me? You could have interviewed hundred. Other people, why did
0: you choose me? Juan? I'm gonna put you on the spot because I feel like you are a trailblazer, and me and you already had the conversation, and you just reiterated it. Half the half of the CEOs of American companies are brown people now. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so if you ain't, if you want to be down, you know if you want to be down, you got to interview brown. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> no, but when I saw when I saw you in the space, I was screaming. I was like, ah. I was super excited because I've been studying Indian culture and I've been watching tons of documentaries and kind of like mask myself in that space. Like I said before, we have so many Indian interns and I was like, why are y'all all coming over here? And now, <laughs> and now I see why they're all like integrating. They're like, eh. so it's so cool because all of them are integrating to every major company you can ever think of. And then they're taking them over. And it's kind of like, I want to be a part of that. So I've met, I feel like I'm. we are becoming a part of that, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah, And we have been a part of that. And I think it's so cool um just you know when i saw your information i was like oh wow this this guy's you know people need to know who he is and, and you know i don't want you just to be on the cover of time you have to be celebrated on all the magazines <laughs> <laughs> Got it. so i feel like i feel like with you i was like it'd be so interesting to have him so we we're doing this cool I guess we we'll call it enterprising Emerging enterprises like yourself, where we kind of introduce you guys. So I, I feel like it was time for us to start dilly-dallying into your space because I've been new about Bollywood. I've been new about Punjabi, Cindy, all that stuff. Wow, <laughs> yeah. wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. And then I've been listening to all the Sri, Lanka, you know, Sri Lankan music. Um, I think everybody's been listening to a lot of that music, particularly because of MIA and some other people. Um, she's pushed it into our world, but you don't even know it. But we've been listening to so many types of, um, you know, music from that world. I still haven't been to India. I would love you to be there. I was about to ask you that question. I, you just read my mind. Still haven't been there. I'm, I'm saving it for work. You know, Kaiba, Texas. Kaiba, Kaiba. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm waiting for my Kaiba introduction. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. all right. I'll launch
1: you right there in India. So you're <laughs> like, having 360, huh? Right.
0: See, Kaiba 360. There you go. boo boom. boom. <laughs> no, but that's cool. So are you going to be doing anything uh, in the entertainment industry within India too? Or are you just going to just keep it here? No, I, m- mostly my focus has been here, one. Uh, but what
1: I do also is, you know, because I came from India, you know, I came from a very humble beginning over there. So whatever movies I do here, I go there and release the movies over there. You see what I'm saying? But, you know, sometimes I put one or two actors from the Indian, uh, you know, film industry into the movies I make. Uh, but uh, that's about it. But I don't go and make Indian movies per se. Right.
0: Well, Bollywood Wives is doing well in America. Like I'm, I am I watch that show all the time, too. That That's a really good show just to see the elaborate sets and the dresses. I know. I know. Yeah. It's like, wow. So I think that's an eye-opening experience for us. But yeah. So now you get the NFTs coming out, the movies coming out. I mean, you've touched every market. You love automobiles. Do you think you ever do anything into the micro transit or e-bike industry? Because that's a roaring industry, too. Is that right? Not right now, Juan. I mean, I don't want to spread
1: myself too thin. I have so many. (laughs) I already have so many entrees in my plate. I got to finish my plate and eat them well before I go and grab somebody's plate or go to another restaurant. So I know what is in front of me. So I want to finish it off first, clean clean it. And then when I get hungry, I go after
0: uh, another project.
1: Uh, That's how I feel.
0: Well, awesome. Well, I can't wait to see the... I guess once you guys wrap uh, Trap City, I can't wait to see, you know, how well this film was produced and how well, you know, it's going to be received from the markets around the world globally. Yes. Yes. Um, and I'm super excited for you. And thank, thank you. you. For making, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. And thank you for taking time out to invest and be a part of a community that has had a lot pushback for people who have been marginalized. I feel like what you're doing is It's unforgettable and it's a beautiful thing to see someone of the same kind of background trying to push out something that normally has been, you know, oversaw, you know, for whatever reasons they are overlooked, rather, because a myriad of reasons we already know, racism, classism, ageism. But now we have an opportunity to work with people like you to push out films and stories and narratives that normally would never see the daylight. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. It was a pleasure having you, TLK. And I look forward to speaking to you soon. Absolutely. Bye bye.